Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Harvey, I'm not saying that he took a bribe. I'm just saying that he didn't get that money playing poker. Well, unless he admitted that, he's testifying tomorrow. Since when do you stick your head in the sand? Did he admit it? No. He didn't, but he screwed up the details and he shouldn't have. Because people who are telling the truth get it right. And you know it. Suits season four, episode 12 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about respect, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with a guy who would never take a $25,000 bribe. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Sheet. <laughs> how much? You, that you're an ethical podcaster. Uh, but I can be bought. Uh, you name your price, twenty five k. Oh yeah, this this is the bribe. You're talking my language here, Rob. What did you think about the idea that a student told the professor, "I need you to change my my grade. I have twenty five thousand dollars in a duffel bag. Mm-hmm. You might here." Like, what college student drops off $25,000 in bills and gives it to their teacher and says, all right, make it happen. There's no wire transfer, no There was a point in the episode (laughs) when uh, the professor was like, don't you want to know what I needed the money for? And I'm like, yes! Yes, absolutely! I really would! <laughs> like, I mean, it, like, don't get me wrong, it's it's a lot of money, but it's also, it's not like, you know, a life-changing amount of money for a guy who has worked as a Harvard professor for all of this time. Like, what? What did he need the $25,000 for so bad? Right. And who just hands somebody 25K in bills? It's like the student comes in, he's got his sunglasses on. It's like, yeah, it's all in the bag. And then he like tells his his guy to go, hey, Johnny, reach in the bag. Make sure you count it for him. You know, <laughs> do, 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 do. he's stacking it up, knocks his books off the table and stuff like that. Like, sir, this is a this is a, a college. What are you doing? A law school. Just show up here with $25,000 in a duffel bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That being said, I feel like that uh, this episode was a little bit lower stakes than, I mean, uh, episodes uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, uh, just really, you know, high stakes. Lewis is fire. Lewis is power play. Lewis is a name partner. Lewis is being a monster to everybody. This was a little bit more of like, like a little bit back to like season one vibes of like a little bit case of the week here with the professor, even though he uh, returned from uh, his visit in season three, of course, uh, the professor Gerard played by Gabriel Mock's father. And uh, he comes back. And even though like, it's not necessarily like we, we, we there is a whole storyline with Harvey's dad. Like, I feel like that it is built in a little bit like baked in that this, is like Harvey has a good relationship with his dad. This is almost like if the show decided to explore a storyline where Harvey had a bad relationship with his dad and his real mm. life dad is playing that character. Right. Um, yeah. Low stakes here because um, I think they did the reset. You know, we talked about yeah. what, what was next for Lewis Litt now that he is named partner. How do they go back and where do they go from here? And I think, yeah, Lewis has exhausted all of his power on making this play to get up in this spot. But now that he's in the spot, he really doesn't have the leverage that he thought he has. Unless he's going to fire people every time they don't do something he says, he's in the same position he was in. Jessica and Harvey really don't want to work with him, but they need him for certain tasks. The associates are afraid of him, but they tolerate him. But he really does. He's just all bark at this point. So, yeah, there was less of the Lewis threat. They kind of neutralized it by just letting him have whatever he wanted and letting him in on the secret to the point where he cannot use that as leverage to get them to do anything else. So, yeah, not a lot from Lewis, but I was kind of happy to see Henry Gerard back. You know, we, we always talk about how these characters are going to come back one day. I wasn't expecting it. And um, I guess when we talked about him being Harvey's dad in real life, then, yeah, I guess I should expect that they were probably going to try to bring him back more. Mm -hmm. But he being the avatar for morality and what Harvey believed in as a lawyer and how this is the one person Harvey is always respected because he didn't let Harvey bend him. Harvey's dreams and aspirations of always winning everything all the time forever in life really don't hold up against a Henry Gerard when he is so staunchly like like moral and ethical but then you see this episode and you're like wait he's not mm -hmm. the man is, uh the man is broken he's normal like everybody else he's human and that really shakes Harvey to his core and it was fun to watch yeah and it was just to go back to the idea of low stakes like as the episode is going on and Mike Ross is like meeting with Henry Gerard and is like grilling him. And I'm like, boy, you would think that Henry Gerard is going to say at some point, but doesn't every single lawyer who goes, who works here took my class. Like, I feel like I would remember this guy. <laughs> like this guy really is like, uh, g giving me the what for in uh, this back and forth. And I, I feel like this would stand out to me. And ultimately he does at the end of the episode, just say like, yeah, he didn't go to Harvard. And it's just like a throwaway line. Like, it's like, okay, look, we're not even, we've done so much with Mike getting caught. Don't even, we're, we're not even going to make it a thing here in this episode. Was yeah, it's one of those. This person knows, right? We 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 know that he knows. He tells us he knows. But at this point in the episode, Harvey had already just battled with the idea that this is not an ethical human, right? Who is not above and beyond everybody else as far as their their uh, stances on the law. And so 
Yeah, by that time, it was like, oh, yeah, Gerard, we're talking about bribery. We're talking about gambling. We're talking about perjury. Mike Ross lied. Okay, yeah. get over it. And so the only thing that surprised me about this whole revelation is that when Mike asked at the end of the episode, Harvey, does, does Gerard know? Because it kind of felt like he knew that I was mm-hmm. lying, that he knows that I didn't go to Harper, right? Like, he knows that. And then Harvey's like, nah, he doesn't. He doesn't know. I'm like, what is that about? Why lie? I don't know. I mean, Harvey is always like, uh, oh, like Mike doesn't need to worry about this. I was shocked in the last episode. Okay, so Lewis comes in there and he's like, Pearson, Specter, Lynn, I want my name on the door. And then Harvey gets there and he's like, that's it, Harvey. I know about Mike and I'm going to make your life a hell. And then Jessica says to Harvey after it's over, like, uh, should we tell Mike? And Harvey's like, "Ah, I don't want to ruin his night. He's been through a lot. (laughs) Yeah, Harvey I mean, really, that was very old. considerate. Like, I, I don't want him to have a bad night because he's been going through so much lately. And, and then right. Lewis goes over to Mike's house and tells him directly. But, but what did Harvey think Lewis was going to do? Did Harvey think yeah. Lewis was going to take that to Jessica? Mike's take that been to Harvey through so and much. Just go we home. Yeah, he doesn't Mike, need okay. all the stress. It's no good for him. Harvey and Lewis. They talked on the phone about it. It's like, yeah, I was going to go throw this in Mike's face. No, 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 Lewis, please. please mm-hmm. Just give him the night, Lewis. Okay. Of course, Lewis goes over there. Surprised Lewis didn't go over there first. He just didn't want to give you all the heads up. That's why I get so mad every time Mike is ungrateful to Harvey for anything. Like, Harvey yes. does so much, so much for Mike. It's like, oh, I don't want to upset him. He's like, it's, yeah. It would be, you- it would ruin his day. Uh, like, let's. <laughs> Do you think the lie that that Henry Gerard does not know about Mike Ross is going to come back to bite them? Because it seemed like a lie that did not have to be told. And so I'm imagining they left it in the story for a reason, right? Which which lie that they... Um, Mike Ross knows that Henry Gerard knows. And Harvey says, no, Mike, he doesn't know anything. No, well, I don't lie, think so. Because I, I think that the first time around, I think a lot of the stakes were about, like, if Henry Gerard knows, it's like, okay, so what? But he was going to tell Lewis, who was going to make a big deal about it. Lewis now already knows Henry Gerard has his own like, uh, you know, once everybody has something that, you know, that they are on the hook for, like once everybody is tainted, you know, if, if Henry Gerard is like, I'm going to go tell everybody your secret. It's like, well, I'm going to tell everybody that you took the bribe. And so he's not telling anybody like the, the real fear the first time around was that he was going to tell Lewis. And then uh, like that, that he was coming in and and this was going to be the smoking gun for Lewis that Mike didn't really go to Harvard. Now, Mike, Lewis already knows. And it's like, ah, who cares? But if you're Mike, don't you want to know everybody who knows your secret? Wouldn't you want to have a lexicon of like, OK, here are the 12, 13 people that I should be. Well, aware that's why of. Harvey doesn't want to see Mike spiral again over this. Harvey's also like, I'm tired. He's OK, tired. Tired. <laughs> he doesn't know. He didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, Mike, just please leave me alone. Please don't show up in my house again. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're probably right. Um, also, Mike Ross, since the investment banking, Rob, that's been that's a hell of a lawyer. Mike Ross has not taken a step out of line yet since he's been back at Pierce Inspector. I mean, every time Jessica and Harvey are trying to uh, to figure something out, Mike Ross walks in unannounced, unwelcome and says, hey, why don't we just do this? And it hasn't failed yet. 
uh, including this episode, mm-hmm. Mike Ross got to depose Henry Gerard. Okay. But it's like, you know, he well, was the one doing the lawyering this time. I'll give you that, that they have been leaning on Mike Ross more. Uh, it was Mike Ross's idea. Uh, let's give all of the files uh, about the whole um, the, the whole like previous season four business uh, to Sean That's Cahill, the, the whole Gillis Industries. Uh, the, let's mm-hmm. give let's let, let's give him everything. Yeah, let's just give them what they want. I mean, nobody's I, really yeah. come back around like, Mike, you idiot, that was your idea. But like, it was. Yeah, I mean, in, in theory, it's not a bad idea. He doesn't know, uh, like, Lewis is capable of embezzlement. Mm-hmm. And now he does. But yeah, I think since that episode, they've really been softening us to Mike Ross. There's a lot less of Harvey yelling at Mike, calling him an idiot. And and whenever they do their banter, their back and forth, Mike has been getting the upper hand a lot more too. So I think this might be the Mike uh, Ross growth edit that we're getting here. Because uh, since being back, it's a lot less of Donna going to Mike and being like, no, Harvey really likes you, I mm-hmm. promise. Or, you know, Donna's too busy wasting all her energy being nosy in every other aspect of Harvey's <laughs> life. But yeah. Oh, you know, I don't I don't know if it's the time to talk about that, but dear God, Donna, sit down somewhere, please. Yeah, why? Don't what in particular up. about Harvey's life? This time, I think Lewis walks in, he's raising hell as usual. He's like, I need one of your I need a client, Harvey. And Harvey's like, No, uh, what? No. He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking your client. Okay. And Harvey's like, okay, fine, take the client. And then Lewis's like, No, I don't want that client. Harvey's like, okay, well, look, you don't get any clients then. Leave me alone. Lewis walks out, and before he even hits the corner good, Donna's already standing up. Harvey's like, no, Donna, no. don't come yeah, in. No, like, no, we're not Harvey, doing this. We're not Harvey, doing please. this. Yeah. Harvey, I just have to, Harvey, please, just listen to me. Like, what? Donna, what? Lewis was your friend, Harvey, and all he wants from you is to be accepted, Harvey. Just give him something. You are being a child. You're being petty. Let Lewis make it. Lewis loves you. Let Lewis do it. Donna, goddamn, you go marry Lewis then. You like him so damn much. I'm so tired of this. Lewis is walking around here. It's like just throwing his nuts around everywhere, and then everybody just has to sit there and acquiesce. And they're fine with it. Fine. I get it. It helps everybody move forward. But Donna be coming at Harvey like he wrong for being annoyed at Lewis. Mm-hmm. What? Lewis is trying to bully this man. And like, if you just accept him, yeah. if you just take the bullying, then we can all be happy, Harvey. Donna, get you some business. Yeah. I need to see Donna do some legal secretary. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Donna yelled, I think, at everybody in this episode. She's yelling at Lewis also. She called him Fatty Baldy at one point. <laughs> Yeah, hey, Fatty Baldy. She, like, just dro- dropped that one real quick just to see if he reacted. Now, it was comedic, obviously, that uh, Lewis is saying, oh, no, um, I'm not emotional. I don't let my emotions uh, dictate my action. Like, sir, sh- shut up. Mm-hmm. And so when she said that to him, yeah, he, he got a rise out of him, which proved her point. But I'm sorry. It, it is so lost on me, the idea that Donna is Harvey's conscience walking around outside of his body. Like, it's like, uh, I call, like yesterday in my notes, I called it the, the great gazoo. Yeah, you know, she just pops up like, "Hey, bonehead!" You know, like, "Hey, dumb, dumb!" You yeah. know, I was like, "No, Donna, go away." Harvey can have a grown-up conversation with Lewis and not let Lewis punk him and yeah. deal with it and be okay. But no, nah, she's always right there, like Jessica. Lewis just wants to be a part of the family. It, yes, Donna, we know, we know, but he sucks. <laughs> He's um, awful. Yeah, all right. Well, Lewis is going to want now a, a one of Harvey's cases. Okay, yeah, I feel like that his demands have come down. I feel like this wasn't super unreasonable, but he's like, like uh, that's it, Jessica. Give me one of Harvey's clients because now my name's on the door. I need some of Harvey's business. I'd like if somebody was like, you know, hey, give me some of your work to do. I think I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'd be like, oh, fine, mm-hmm. fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> once, I, once I buddy, once I buddy games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want the yeah. buddy games account. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's that's the kind of crap Lewis tries to pull here because Jessica says, okay, Lewis, you want a client? Which one? And Lewis is like, which one is Harvey? Like, what are Harvey's favorites? Let me know what I could do to annoy Harvey mm -hmm. the most. Yeah. And yeah, so Lewis, that's a very adult way of approaching this. Yeah, he ends up getting the account for uh, I know Joan Walsh is the person he deals with. Uh, I, I don't remember what the name of her company is. Walsh Cosmetics. I feel like that yeah, would be very suits. Yeah, effect. something like that. Yeah. And so uh, Lewis is basically, you know, he's still being mean to Rachel. And then he's like. You're not you're not even a paralegal. You're or you're you're not a lawyer. You're a paralegal. Do paralegal work. Give me the files on the and Rachel is like trying to talk. And then she like very like slowly, it takes like a minute to walk across the room and hand Lewis the folder. I'm like, I don't, why is this in slow motion? And then we find out later that there was uh, some important information that Lewis did not want to hear. Well, also. Lewis says, give me the folder. Donna, at her desk, where she was at, minding her own business, reaches up and hands him a folder. And he just stands there in the doorway like, oh, you expect me to walk across the room and grab the folder? Mm -hmm. No, get up from your desk, walk all the way around to the door and hand it to me. Lewis, I'm sorry. I would have pulled a Mike Ross and just threw all those folders, that paperwork into the air. <laughs> I'm, if I'm Rachel at this point, I'm going to Harvey and being like, look, look. Lewis is going to try to fire me every day. It's up to you to keep me here. Mm -hmm. Now, Mike, uh, tell your boy I need a job because I am not listening to Lewis anymore. That would have been the last straw because the, the idea that she has to stand up and serve him personally when all he had to do is take two steps forward and grab the folder. Yeah, that was that one got right underneath my skin. Robert am I K. crazy Rocky. if like everybody at PSL gets together and says, all right, we're all not listening to Lewis, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. good. Bad. Solid. <laughs> Solid. What what is he gonna do? No, that's seriously what they like he I, can't I, I he's mean, not going to the police now. What is he doing? Right. And I think that's one of the things that they're trying to avoid is this like, okay, like let's not see how far we can push him because he's going to get back in the corner and eventually he's gonna throw a tantrum. Um, but he's throwing tantrums left and right already. So I'm kind of in that boat, like, all right, what are he gonna do? Fire me? Because he's not. <laughs> and so uh yeah. They should all just rebel. But I think it's happening organically. I think that he's running yeah. out of rope with each person. It seems Every like time the, he does this, yeah. they're like, I'm done. The one piece of leverage he has is that Jeff Malone got told the secret a lie from Jessica. That the lie was that it was Daniel Hardman's embezzling. That was what Lewis found that got his name up on the door. And I, I guess he could go to Jeff Malone and say, hey, Jeff. Your girlfriend is lying to you. Um, but other than that, I don't really know like what like mega leverage he has just to be a monster to everybody. Yeah, but that is that is a key piece of leverage, probably because Jessica does trust Lewis to go and to sell this idea to Jeff Malone. So it's it's not only that she lied to him, she went to Lewis and said, Lewis. I need you to make it believable. So eventually we see Lewis run into Jeff Malone's office like, Jeff Malone, I know you're out here sleeping with Jessica and I know that you know about Daniel Harbin and you better not say anything or else. And Jeff Malone's like, you get out of my office, Lewis. I hate you. You're coming after the woman that I like. And he's like, okay. And then that way he's kind of like, okay, I did my due diligence. This is a believable lie now. But I think for Jessica, she has proven against 
you know, against all of my 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 pleading and begging <laughs> that she really does like Jeff Malone and that it means a lot to her to have him around and in her life. And so I think a like a horrible scenario would be, you know, Lewis ever leaking that personal bit of this whole thing uh, mm-hmm. to Jeff Malone because that would crush Jessica. It really would. Um, she would still have her company, but. If she loses Jeff Malone, she's not going to take it well. Okay. We saw Lewis with Joan Walsh. He screws up the whole uh, case or the or her whole company that there was somebody who was leaving. He leaked the product. Then Rachel ends up coming with the solve that actually, no, they're not members of the board or they're, they're actually employees if they have an expense account. And then so Joan takes Lewis back. She reveals that actually, no, everybody hates me and uh, they just stick the new person on me because nobody wants to work with me. Oh, you didn't know that. We have so much in common. Do we think that this could be like a new Katrina for Lewis where that we'll see a lot more of uh, Lewis going back and forth with uh, with Jane? Uh, Joan? No, but the, the only reason I don't think that this is going to be like a new Lewis because one, she's seemingly very, 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 very rich and does not need um, this type of time. You know, like when uh, when she meets quarterly with Harvey, it's because she wants to go out and eat. You know, yeah, it's, like, but it's she, not like I, I feel like she has nobody else to eat with. I think she was like so happy to be out to dinner. Like, I feel like that this could be like a friend for Lewis. I don't know. Let's see. That. Is this know. is she famous? Uh, I, yeah, depending on that's, uh, is it, that's, Isabella uh, Hoffman's wife. Who? Yeah, that's uh uh was it Daniel Baldwin? Baldwin? That's his wife, right? Daniel um, Baldwin's Baldwin's wife. A, yeah. Isabella you, you Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah, isn't she married to Daniel Baldwin? Baldwin? So I think based off of like how famous she is, I think that then we can tell like how many how much uh, she'll be on the show. Okay. She's known for homicide life on the streets. Oh, she's the not. flash. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, she might be in those things, but I don't know if known for is yeah. strong. Like, what yeah. does she do in the Flash? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see, you Let's know, see Mo- she's from, on one episode of Supergirl, DC Legends of Tomorrow. She was on one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she was in three episodes of the Flash. This lady's gone. She's one of those those women. You know, mm-hmm. like that guy, that gal. He's she's a that gal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't they bring everybody back. I feel like that they set her up. I feel like we'll see more of her. Yeah, for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love to see her confront Harvey about this idea that she's been getting passed around the the partners until they can find somebody that, uh, you know, that would deal with her. But I don't think she gave us enough to, you know, to question or whether or not she'd be around for Lewis. Because it's like her her functionality in this episode was just to tell Lewis, hey, I'm not the cat you thought I was. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not the client that uh, that you thought was going to stick it to Harvey. And Lewis takes this so personally. He runs to Donna like, Donna, you tricked me. You wanted me to go after this client. She's like, yeah, I did. Because I know that, one, like she would really appreciate it. But you could just, you know, you could start building your own relationships with these, uh, like with these uh, people, with these clients. And you don't have to worry about Harvey trying to fight you on this one. Just it's like a, a layup, even like essentially. And he's like, no. No, that's not the point. And she says, no, you're, you're right. The point was that you wanted to hurt Harvey's feelings. That's why you did this. Mm-hmm. You wanted to pick somebody who he would like, take something precious away from him because you're an asshole. He's like, okay, you got me. So, yeah, more of Lewis doing Lewis things. I'm sorry, but it does seem like the show is starting to soften their v- vision of Lewis. You know, they kind of um, defanged him in a way in this episode. But... I hate him still. You hate I'm him sorry. still. I, I yeah. feel like it's it would be hard to keep Lewis as like uh, this uh, like mega villain of the show. Like I think that like villains come in 
and out. And then when like the the real villains are doing their villain thing, that's when Lewis is at his most benign. But then they step away and then Lewis like, aha, remember me? I'm still the true antagonist of the series. And then Lewis like come like kind of goes back under the radar. We get like funny Lewis for a bunch of episodes while the other like new villains come along. Yeah, him and Rachel had a couple touching moments where she felt she helped figure out some stuff for him. And he was like jumping up and down. Then he realized he was mad at her still. Donna kind of put him in his place this episode. I was like, I'm not doing this with you anymore. Um, you know, Harvey's not playing the Lewis game anymore. Mike Ross doesn't care about Lewis at all. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, he's probably just, you know, once once he's lost a lot of that air that was in his chest when he's walking around here, like yelling at everybody, I think that he starts to look more like the Lewis that we used to know. But I hold a grudge, Robin. You know it. I'm sorry. I, I I am interested to see the like definite turning point for when Lewis is back with the gang because I assure you it will be too soon for me. I'm trying to think of another show where like the like antagonist is sort of like in the group and like sometimes like I don't know, probably not like Ben Linus in uh, Lost, where I feel like that sometimes maybe Negan. I, I don't know. Like uh, I'm trying to think yeah, of like Negan's not bad. Somebody Negan's who's like he's in, he's part of the team, but then he's also like the major uh, antagonist uh, over the course of the show. Yeah, um, you mentioned the Flash earlier, but there's a whole like uh, Doctor Wells thing that goes on in the Flash where he's there the whole time, but he's also like super annoying. Part of the gang. Sometimes he's the bad guy. Sometimes he's part of the gang. It just depends on how um, how things go. Um, yeah, there's a there's a few shows like that where the where the bad guy just kind of hangs around throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of the show, and I kind of I like that in a way, but. Um, yeah, for Lewis, I'm like, I'm not loving it. Because I think Lewis could be such a beloved character. Yeah. And right now they're using him to to be so polarizing that it just doesn't yeah. it just doesn't sit right. What about him. like a Dwight on the office? Uh, he's probably never gets like to a like uh, chief antagonist levels, but he is like an antagonist for a lot of the characters. Oh yeah, and he's not yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he is an antagonist uh throughout. And he, you know, he's not a part of the gang, but he's kind of like tangential. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think he, he's probably a better one. Just, you know, we're just looking for the person who's always going to be like a potential foil um, to whatever the main plot is. But you know, he's not. He's not upending the entire entire game. He's not in the game plot. You know. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Chappelle, who gets the Liddy in this episode? Uh, 
some options. Okay. Um, we have mean, some Harvey options does have like the major life lesson learned. Um, he has to kind of swallow his pride, uh, learn some lessons. But Mike is the one who does push Harvey to go ahead and take on this case where Harvey is resistant. Mike is the one who clocks that the lie is in the uh, card game where Mike memorizes the cards and hears that there were five different queens in this story. And so then he discovers that, okay, he's actually lying and pushes Harvey. So I feel like that Mike, it's been a minute since he's gotten a Lydia. I don't even know if he has one in season four. Mm-hmm. I think this might be the Mike Ross uh, start of a uh, like a, a run. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think I think that the show has been showing us that Mike Ross is back and he is uh, better than he was. You know, like I said, even the banter with Harvey, he always comes out on top these days where he used to take that L left and right. And so, yeah, even when he goes and he interviews that one guy and he's like, yeah, so the professor hasn't changed your grade and you won't be getting the tw- like the 25K was a loan. That was all Mike's doing. And so, uh, yeah, I think Mike Ross gets it here and I'd be shocked if he doesn't get another one before the end of season four. Okay. All right. Only four episodes left here in season four as uh, this episode, the original air date was February 4th, 2015. So uh, we'll do uh, just uh, hanging out here in the beginning of February. I I just love to think back to, uh, do you remember where you were in February of 2015? February 2015. I always know where I am because I go by like, okay, what season of reality TV was on in February of 2015? And yeah, I remember exactly where I was in February of 2015 as uh, we were getting ready for season 30 of Survivor. And it was actually a very stressful period in my life because I was moving into a new house. Season 30 of Survivor. Yeah, I was somewhere listening to uh, TOS, it seems. Um, <laughs> yes, and we had a very yeah. tense uh, Miss Survivor competition going on at that time as well. I recall. I remember <laughs> trying to avoid all of that. Like I was like, I do not care about who Miss Survivor is. But when it got messy, I was like, okay, well, hold on. Mm-hmm. Let's... Let's see what they're talking about. Let's see what this Andrea Belkey woman has going on. What Kevin no, Wentworth? No, the, the, you know? I, well, it was it was Natasha Ke- at that Kelly, point. Kelly, Kelly versus Natalie versus Tasha. I think was yeah. Uh, I re- I remember that one. Yes. Yeah. Again, I I was trying to avoid it because I was like I don't care about this. But um, eventually, even that seeped into my uh, knowledge as well. Yeah. Man, February 2014, huh? What was I doing? So February I, 2015. I already, 15 with 2015 i don't know i think i was just thugging you know mm-hmm. just hanging out chilling wasn't yeah. uh traveling a little bit you know yeah. just you know hanging okay. out i wasn't really doing much productive i had just started uh i think i was still working at a technical college as a as a advisor you know uh, young young educator days for me okay all right we got some more top gun references we know that's harvey's favorite movie uh we find out that actually harvey's favorite character was iceman the val kilmer character in top gun my father-in-law was watching the top gun 2 uh, the other night which i had never seen oh did you watch it with him I was looking at parts of it. I had not uh, ever seen it. And so I know people really like the second one. Yeah, people liked them both. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering in the Suits reboot that we potentially are going to get uh, if they're going to make more references to television shows in the same vein of Suits. But yeah, there's a lot of TV up, like, that happened since uh, Suits came and went. Yeah, after the writer strike, we might want to get in on that, you know, um, see yeah. if we can get to be what one of the What did Mike and Harvey think about The Mandalorian? Right. I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. Now they know how Game of Thrones has ended. Well, they knew how Game of Thrones had ended by then, didn't they? Mm-hmm. No. 
No, they didn't. I they didn't know that, how Game of Thrones had ended. So I think yeah. that the final season of Suits is is 2019. So I think that um, it had happened. I think. Uh, it had, yeah, it had happened by then. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they probably know the end of that. But there's a lot of other stuff we could spoil. What did they find out about the traitors? You know, mm -hmm. they're going to lose it. <laughs> yeah. House of Villains. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. <laughs> what did they think about the White Lotus? Uh, they got to have some opinions about the White Lotus. Mm -hmm. What about Tiger you know? King? Right. Su succession. Succession. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we got some good stuff. When Carol mm -hmm. Baskin makes an appearance on this on the, uh, the Suits reboot, then what? You know? Yeah. Okay. Mike Ross has got to memorize all of Netflix. There's so much streaming stuff for him to follow. Okay, Chappelle. Uh, I said this was kind of like a quiet episode. I guess after the last episode, when we had the most feedback ever, we uh, did not get any specific episode twelve questions from the associates. So uh, not a lot of questions here about this one. We did get a message from an anonymous listener who said, oh. "LOL, not Rob predicting exactly what was going to happen with Lewis two episodes ago." And uh, I don't remember what I don't know what specifically I predicted. Uh, you guys talked about a few episodes back about uh, Harvey was. Aaron Korsh's boss when he was an investment banker. Donna also uh, worked with someone who worked with them, too. I think that Donna was friends with uh, Gabriel Mocked. I think that that's where uh, she came into it. But, yeah, what did I predict about Lewis that came true? I don't know. We we really talked through all the scenarios here on the podcast. And so I'm always questioning. I'm always, uh, like, asking all the angles I can think of mm -hmm. because... Honestly, Rob, I swear I've seen this show, but I do not remember. I mean, I've watched it one time through, yeah. and it was several years ago, obviously 2015, a time where I don't even remember what else I was doing. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, uh, I, I like, you know, kind of challenging, well, what do you think is going to happen next? And so you start throwing stuff out. I'm sure you're bound to hit something, and you're really good at this TV thing. So I'm not know. shocked that you were able to call well, it. The benefit of doing it this way in this is like I've done this a few different ways that this is my favorite way to do it of like every hey. every day of just like staying with it. Because imagine and like we're what, 56 episodes into this thing. Imagine like if we're talking about like the stuff that happened in the pilot would have been a year ago for us. Uh, no way we would remember that. But we have like a pretty good recall of the stuff that we like only saw last month. Yeah. Yeah, if it if it's relatively recent, then we can kind of talk about it. Even when we see these characters pop back up, like I wasn't like, who's this guy? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, look, it's the professor. It's Henry Gerard, you know. And so that works. But yeah, we talk about so much, and then uh, I think the the days kind of blur together because we're doing the episodes in, in such close succession to where I can't tell if we talked about it today or last week, but I know we talked yeah. about it. So but I can you know. still tell you like uh, most of the details of the Ava Hessington uh, case, where a year mm -hmm. from now. Not sure if I'm going to be able to do that. Right. And luckily, we won't have to because a year from now, we will not be talking about this mm -hmm. uh, season of Suits, at least yeah. or this series. How about a great review uh, on SuitsPodcast.com? We make it very easy for you to leave us reviews about the show. And our friend Roxanne Fox says, five stars, Suits Yourself. I never thought I would watch Suits, but when I heard Rob and Chappelle were doing a daily podcast, I had to jump in. Their banter is so fun. Also loving Suits. Thanks, Roxanne, who's been a longtime listener of Rob Has a Podcast. So we appreciate you jumping in and coming along for the ride with us on Suits. Yep, and we got a Facebook uh, comment as well from Courtney. It says, I love Lewis, but I feel personally attacked by his comments on Cincinnati. Lewis, we have a ballet. 
<laughs> yeah. Did you see I tweeted about how uh, that we were up to the midseason finale of season four and then we got a gif of uh, somebody. I was trying to figure out what it was and then I realized it was a Bengals player like giving like the touchdown sign. I was like, oh, this is a shot against Cincinnati. Yeah, it is. I don't have nothing to say about mm-hmm. that. Congratulations or uh, sorry for your loss, whatever, whichever yeah. day it is on the Bengals fandom. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? People can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. And of course, follow uh, this podcast, Twitter at Suits Pod, um, to let us know what you're thinking about the podcast. I think Felipe had left uh, uh, some feedback saying that basically while watching the show, it just, you know, it, t- it takes everything in his power not to stand up and yell, stand up! And his TV. Um, so I think we're starting to accept that. That's the unofficial, uh, the unofficial catchphrase mm-hmm. of this podcast, apparently. Yeah. Stand up. Should we do a mug for you, Chappelle, of you just got uh stood up? You just got a you, 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 you know, you just gotta stand up. <laughs> just gotta stand up. It's so inspirational. That's mm-hmm. like believing yourself. You mm-hmm. know, I should get a banner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put it up right behind you. It'd be great. All right. I'm at Rob Sister Dino. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.